Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Right hand quick against right hand batsman. David hits powerfully to the onside. Into a gap at He's won the game. Tim David. A brilliant, brilliant cameo at the end. His heroic captain Mitch Marsh, who's put on the clinic himself at seven sixes. But Tim David has come in and slammed the door on New Zealand's face. An Australia win with a last ball thriller at Sky Stadium. Beautifully described by our man, a captain of our cricket team, Daniel McCarty, in sparkling form last night. It was a spectacle, there's no doubt about it. And I think it will continue at uh, Eden Park. Part and parcel of last night as well was uh, former Black Cap himself said some pretty magic moments at that stadium himself. Uh, and Chris Harris. Harry, good morning to you. Morning, Smithy, and you're absolutely right. It was an absolute pleasure to sit uh, beside Daniel. Thought he did an amazing job yesterday. It was a great call. So it was a pleasure to be there and um, just be alongside him. Okay, right. Let's uh, let's look at that in terms of uh, how you thought. I mean, thirty-two off the last nine balls. I think Tim David was absolutely amazing. Um, I, I think just uh, an illustration. First of all, we go before we go get too critical on the power that Australia possess and the depth of that power. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, you've got to say, what a game. I always love that first game of the series because you see where both sides are at. But it was such a brilliant game of cricket. I mean, from a New Zealand fan perspective, obviously devastated to lose off the last ball. But as you said, 32 from nine. Um, for me, the, the, the what kept Australia out was those two sixes of Adam Milne um, and that penultimate over, which meant they had a chance of chasing down that last over. I actually thought Tim Salvey's last over wasn't too bad. Just missed a little bit high on a couple of those Yorkers. But those two sixes from Tim David, um, for me, got Australia in a position where they, they believed they could win going into that last over. And it was just a shame that Adam Milne missed his length and obviously got hit out of the park. But, I mean, what a game of cricket. So, tactically, um, we, we got it pretty right. We just didn't have the execution. Yeah, look, to be honest, I, I think if you look at it from a batting perspective, I thought both both sides were outstanding. If you were being really picky, there was a couple of overs where perhaps New Zealand and Australia didn't make the most of it, but you expect the bowlers at some stage to come back and bowl a good over. But that was some of the... Um, most exceptional power hitting I've seen from both teams. Even even guys that came in and struggled a bit didn't take long. They got into their groove. And I'll tell you what, it's a good time not to be a bowler when you're playing on surfaces like that. They did such a wonderful job with that drop-in in Wellington. I mean, what a what an amazing um, pitch that was. Um, yeah, look, so it was just, it wasn't a bowler's night. We're all put under pressure. You know, um, 
we were talking about the wides and stuff, but that was the pressure that the batsmen had put on both sides to put the bowlers on. You know, the, the, the bowler of the night, funnily enough, who ended up winning the game for Australia was probably Mitch Marsh. I mean, he ended up with the best figures. Um, and everyone else at different times got severely punished. So, yeah, it was certainly a batsman's night. Not a great night to be a bowler, Smilly. No, it's not a great night to be a bowler, even if you are part of the best bowling attack in the world in uh, all forms of the game, i.e. Hazelwood, Stark and Pat Cummins, who all cop their fair share of punishment. What did you make of the form of uh, Devon Conway, who we've been watching in test matches, could hardly hit it off the square, all of a sudden found something last night? Do you kind of think that innings might spark something? I absolutely do. I mean, you know, you can't remain in the type of form that he has um, leading up to this little bit of a, a lean trot, if you like. And I just think that the great thing about T20, uh, look, sometimes it can backfire and you get a good ball and you get out early, but it just frees you up. You don't have to worry so much about where, um, you know, to leave the ball. I mean, you're throwing the bat at everything. And I just, I, I feel last night, freed Devin Conway up. That will give him so much confidence. Look, he didn't hit it perfectly, but once he got on, he played a, a couple of shots that reminded me of the old De- Devin Conway. There were still a couple of occasions where he's tried to overhit it, lost his shape, and tried to ease the ball on the leg side, which isn't isn't his style. But I think as he worked through the innings, he maintained, he kept his shape, and he stroked it. And, and, when, and when he got in, um, you know, that was towards the end of that innings, um, that was Devin Conway back at his best, which is very exciting for New Zealand fans. Uh, you know, the whole, the whole order for New Zealand, everyone got runs that needed to. I mean, nobody failed, which was magnificent. Alan was great at the top. Um, Ravindra started really slowly, but um, fought his way through it, and then just hit, I think he ended up hitting six sixes. And I was also pleased for, um, for Mark Chapman, who's had a little bit of a lean trot as well in this format. And, I mean, I know it was only sort of 19 not out, but, uh, you know, even an innings like that can give you confidence. The thing about Ravindra now is uh, he scored, the last time he played against Australia was 50 over cricket, Scored 100 in that game. I think uh, that was Durham Sulla from memory um, on an entirely different surface from that. Um, and I, I, I just think against... Uh, the, what I like about Ravindra is when it gets big and tough and the opposition are pretty high-powered, uh, he doesn't back down. No, you've got to love that about him. It almost seems to bring the best out of him. As I said, he was a bit slow getting started. They bowled... The seamers, I thought, bowled really well to him. And then um, Zampa came on, who the team who Australia regard as one of their most important T20 players. So I was so um, pleased to see New Zealand take him on and have, obviously, great success. But that was what really, for me, started Ravindra's innings um, and freed him up when when he started hitting those slog sweeps. Uh, I mean, we know the boundaries aren't big at Wellington, but most of the sixes that were hit last night were clearing the the boundary by some margin. Um, And he was one that just, when he took the boundary on and the fielders on, he cleared them by some margin. So... Yeah, again, great signs for New Zealand and just hope we can see more of that at Eden Park. So much invested in Finn Allen. Um, we, we saw that prior to the 50-over World Cup. It didn't eventuate. He just looks if he might have, I mean, he's a season older now, just, he might have just matured a wee bit, but it, it, without losing that amazing power and confidence he's got at the top. Yeah, it's a great point. I, I talked a little bit about in commentary. You can just see him learning all the time and he's um, become a more consistent player at the top of the order, but he's still so devastating. I mean, at the end of the day, as he'll tell you, 
if he's in doubt, he's attacking. But but what we saw last night a couple of times um, in his early career, when he started getting into that boundary hitting mode, I didn't think he could stop himself, and he just looked at every ball for four or six. And I think he's learned at this level. Um, look, you can have your night. In between, um, he had a four, and then he had a six, and then he had a really good one, which I think in the past or his early career he would have kept going. So I think. As you said, that just shows that experience and that maturity that he's gained. And he's just, for this series, he's going to, for me, he's going to become even a, um, even a better player. So let's uh, now go to uh, the bowling part of uh, the exercise. Uh, uh, do we have the right mix, do you think? I mean, Southie so, in for that one game. What about Trent Bolt? Uh, he, I guess he's an option to bowl at the death at Eden Park. Yeah, look, I think Trent Bolt coming in adds something, especially when you look at, um, from Australia's point of view, two left-handers. We know how Trent Bolt loves going to left-handers. So I think that's a really good option at the um, top of the order. And, and he's probably one of our best bowlers at bowling Yorkers. And I think Tim Southey showed last night, you know, you, you just, if in doubt, if you can just hit that hole at reasonable pace, that's the, probably the hardest um, place for batters to get the ball away. As I said, he just missed. He got a little bit too full and, you know, bowled a couple of knee-high full tosses that disappeared. But outside of those, I thought it was a pretty good last over. And Trent Bolt is a great exponent of that um, death bowling. So I think he's going to add real value. And I thought, obviously, Ferguson and Milne at different times bowled with real gas and, and bowled well. Um, and it just wasn't a good night for the spinners. Um, and I say that because every spinner that bowled like suffered throughout and were, and were expensive. So it was, it was very, very tough. Tough ground to defend. Um, but, yeah, I think Trent Bolt, uh, if you add him to the mix, just replace him out with Trent Bolt, um, that bowling attack's looking right to me. Probably the best on the night in terms of the pace was Lockie Ferguson. Yeah, he oh, really sharp. I had to keep looking at the, the screen to my right because it kept bringing up speeds. He hit, he, he hit 150 a couple of times, but he was sort of mid-140s throughout. He bowled really good pace. And you could see, even if you didn't have the speedball radar, you could see there was a couple of pull shots there. David Warner really looked hurried, um, and he bowled a couple of rips and orders to a couple of others as well. Um, so it's just, you know, it's like, it's just so good to see us giving it back to Australia as they give it to us with their steam attack. So it's just great to have some firepower. I, what I look at it now, um, if I was picking a side to play and that everyone was available, you obviously you put Kane Williamson in there. Daryl Mitchell obviously slots in there and Matt Henry becomes a definite candidate as well. It doesn't look too bad, that lineup. No, it looks phenomenal. Uh, look, the good thing about last night, I mean, obviously Williamson and Mitchell come straight back in, but you, in all honesty, if they were playing, I can't, I can't imagine New Zealand were going to score more than 215. I think the guys that took those positions did a, a phenomenal job. Um, and so, look, I think the batting's looking great. When, as you said, if you bring in Williamson and Mitchell and the guys that played well last night are going to miss out, if they're the next to come in, you've got that confidence to know if, if there's ever an issue with either of those two and either, any of those players need to come in and slot into those positions, we've got people that are in form and ready to go. So, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting times. The batting order, I thought, was exceptional last night. Just looking forward to um, the weekend, obviously. Uh, as we say, Trent Bolt will come in. Uh, they didn't use, I'll, I'll tell you who they didn't use last night, and uh, he's in the side, I think, as an all-rounder, was Josh Clarkson, someone that Australia had not seen before. Maybe just an over of Clarkson? 
Yeah, I thought it was worth a look. I mean, he didn't get to bat. He was down at six, and it's not often in T20 cricket you're batting at six, you don't get to bat. Didn't have a lot to do in the field, but what he did in the field, he did he did very well. I mean, a couple of balls came to him in the outfield and did what he needed to do, got to them quickly. But I would have liked to have just eased him into it. I'm sure Mitch Santner um, probably thought that he wasn't the best option on that night, but I think it was certainly worth a look. The only thing that I can think that Mitch Santner was thinking, because he's generic, he's bowling well, he's sort of a... Uh, a back-of-the-length bowler, and he probably thought on that surface um, with those short square boundaries that it wasn't a great option. But I, I mm. in hindsight, I would have loved to have seen just to get an over, just to feel his way into this format. Because as I said, it was his debut last night, but didn't really contribute, um, not through his own fault, just didn't get a chance. Do we read anything into the dominance over their bowling attack into the upcoming Test Series, or do you think the rules will change? I think the rules will change a little bit, but what it will do is it will give those batsmen that are playing in that test match some confidence. And even those that aren't, watching from afar or watching last night, they'll think, well, you know, if, if, if we're positive in our movements, whether it's defensive or attack, if we get into good positions, you know, these guys, we can take them on. And I, so I think, yeah, certainly confidence gained by the guys that played and the ones watching. So, um, yeah, I think that's making everyone feel pretty good. Excellent, Harry. Uh, great review of uh, what you called last night. Uh, really good job, and uh, we'll catch up you down uh, down the track a wee bit. Thanks for your time, mate. Cheers, Smithy. Always a pleasure.